Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning. Well, well, good morning, good morning, good morning. I decided to stop the recording because we were a few minutes late. So um, we're going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to ask Minister Sylvia if she will pray the God-given prayers that God has given her for us this morning. And then I will come back with a uh, testimony about some things God has been exposing about me. Um, to let you know that I am yet being perfected by God. And also, of what we had talked about um, earlier, not last week, but the week before that. Minister Sylvia, can you pray for us? Yes, I can. I'm going to pray uh, a little different today. I ask God. What should I pray for? And God told me to pray for common sense. So the first thing we're going to do is just ask God to forgive us of every sin, forgive us of everything that we've done openly, that we've done foolishly, that we did every sin of omission, of every sin of commission. We're asking God to forgive us that he may hear our prayers. We're asking God to go touch the sick to shed in, to go touch everyone that we know and that we may not know but that needs him right now that are sick and needs to be healed. We're asking God to give mercy. Even the names that we have in our heart, God, it's so many that we can't name it all because we don't even have the time for the service to name them all. But, God, we're going to pray with common sense. And with common sense, we're going to pray to you, Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We're going to pray with common sense today because once we realize that God is our shepherd, we shall not want. We will take everything to him in prayer. God, we thank you for everything you're doing for us on today. Open our ears that we may hear what you put in the woman of God to pour into us and serve us on today, God. Feed our spirit and our soul and our minds and our hearts that we may think like you because our thoughts are not yours. We may love like you because our heart isn't like yours, that we will provide whatever's needed in our neighborhoods and our families and whatever that we need for ourselves, because, God, we don't know the love that you have, the strength and the power and the mercies of your love. We thank you for your mercies being new every morning. And in Jesus' name, we pray these things, and these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I thank God for the prayer and for God's wisdom and for his love. Um, how many of you know 
that God has given you me. I want to pause right there. And I'm going to ask it again. How many of you know that God has given you me? I want to ask it a third time. How many of you know that God has given you me? Additionally, how many of you know that God has given me you? I'm going to ask it again. How many of you know that God has given me you? I'm going to pause right there. Now I'm going to ask it again. How many of you know that God has given me you? And how many of you know that he did both of those acts because he's perfecting us? How many of you know that when God allowed me to grow up in the neighborhood, that I grew up in and the family that I grew up in that treated me like I was too light to be black and too dark to be white. God knew what he was doing. Well, one of the things that God had taught me was that many times he may put me in places and amongst people that appear not to appreciate me, that appear to take me for granted, that appear to disrespect me, that appear to show me no honor. And you know why? Because he's using me to perfect them and using them to perfect me. And yet there's times that he will move me like he just recently did in a job to another place. And many of them didn't understand and do not understand that it's a lesson that God is teaching them and me how people should handle me and about how we treat him. Mm -hmm. Many of us take God for granted. Many of us have come familiar, too familiar with God. Two days ago, God had me put a message on Facebook about exposing. But he's been dealing with me with that for quite a while. That's something. That he loves us so much that he'll keep reminding us about the things that he's doing in order to Expose, 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 expose. That's Minister Pastor Troy in the background. He's teaching the message that God gave him, congregation, that he's assigned to. Well, on this Royal Ride web, I'm doing what God has told me to do. 
Bishop T.D. Jakes was teaching a message about loyalty. And it blessed me because he talked about how people that are loyal expect loyalty. Isn't that amazing how loyal and faithful God is to us and he expects us to be loyal and faithful to him, my, my, my. See, this message is about, this is about something God's teaching me. Remember I said I was going to share it with you. See, when we learn how to ask the right questions, it's us saying to God, thank you for your wisdom. Help me to walk in your wisdom. Help me to dwell in your wisdom. Not the intellect, not all of these things that the world is teaching us. The word of God talks about the wisdom of God. And then God had me write on Facebook, yes, you're right. God did ask you, do you trust him? Question was not for you because he already knows the answer. The moral of this story is it is time for you to get your trusting in God turned turned up. That's right. This is the season where your trust in God needs to be turned up. When you're trusting in God, you have to understand that you may need a spiritual and a natural tune-up or turn-up, not a turn-up like a turn-up green. And then he also had me to write a transparent moment that I had with God where I was in prayer and I was talking to God about how some people that call me their leader say one thing, but their behavior and attitude say something else. And it's like God will show you stuff. And I remember Apostle Sandra Thomas even talking about this. But it's because in our human state, we become too familiar with one another. Apostle Sandra Thomas used to always teach us about it. Bishop Hilton used to always teach us about it. But see, when we're like hypocrites, we show favoritism and respect and honor to who we want to show it to. But one of the things that's hard is the way you act on your job, the way you act in life, believe it or not, is how you act towards God. When God, when I was telling him about the nice, nasty correctors and I was talking about how they hide their hand and they act like they honor and all of that, you know what God said to me? He said, I know what you mean because I deal with that all the time. He was reminding me that even as leaders, you're going to be called to do and say stuff to people that they may not like but it doesn't mean that you don't do it. Because, see, when you have the mind of Christ, you realize that God gave people to you and God gave you to his people. Because, see, some people, they want the correction, but they don't. Some people, no, I'll take that back. A lot of people love the praise but not the correction. But God is exposing all of this disrespect, familiar spirits that we're showing towards him 
and we're showing towards one another. But if we don't watch out, we're going to end up in a reprobate state. And what's going to happen then is that God teaches us to correct people in private and to praise people in public. But when you get into a reprobate state, God starts using you as that reprobate person where now he's correcting you in public. So I've been asking God, God, I want to ask you the right questions. God, I want to walk in your wisdom. See, periodically, Minister Sylvia and I, we talk about how some people think the grass is greener on the other side. But see, God has taught me a long, long time ago that on this side with him is much, much, much greener. And that how there's going to be some people that switch over to the other side and God's going to show them they may not have time to be restored. Because see, the lake of fire that the enemy of our soul is going to be in it says in Revelation that there's lots of people in there. There's lots of souls, etc. So the wisdom of God is teaching me to be grateful for God giving me time after time after time after time. And I keep on saying time. The rest of this message could be after time after time to get it right. See, the disrespect that we show God, we demonstrate it when we disrespect one another and our leaders. I don't want to disrespect God. I don't want to dishonor God. See, when I was in prayer and I was asking God about the people being too familiar with me and things of that sort, and he let me know, yeah, he knows. He experienced that all the time. God gave me a nugget, saying, and he said, if I gave you to them, and if I gave them to you, just like he did with Jesus, that means their disrespect is not unto you, but it's unto him. My God, my God. God, I, I, I'm asking God to show me how to honor him. And yet I will honor him the people that he's placed me amongst and with and to help them not to disrespect me because I'm him. He created me in his likeness and his very image. He created you in his likeness and his very image. And so as God is showing us and exposing us these evil spirits that don't want us to walk in the power and the authority that God has given us as prophets, as teachers, as apostles, as preachers, as ministers, as pastors. He wants us to know that we are his children. And just as children respect their parents or should respect their parents, and we know we see a lot of disrespect. 
among spouses, significant others, uh, children and their parents, siblings, aunts, uncles, mm, grandparents. But God wants to heal us. Many of us are wondering why we're not walking in the blessings of God, why we're not walking in the authority and the purposes of God. Because we keep wavering back. Our behavior is saying one thing. Our attitudes is saying one thing. But our lips is saying another. See, that's how Satan does us. He bamboozles us. He makes us think that we're doing okay. But God wants our behaviors and our attitudes and our words to line up with the center of his will. Not my will, but your will be done, Father God. Be it unto me according to your word, Father God. I accept what you allow, Father God. Because, see, the works and the power of darkness is creeping in. Even with something that God had me send my family, where he was showing how one of the uh, restaurants now is, you know, partnering with a diabolical Satanic demonic force But they think it's marketing But see when you become a Disciple of God You understand Your ability To do right And to do wrong You understand That just like when the police Come after somebody for doing something wrong it's because he, they put out a warrant for their arrest. They're exercising the very judgment and the power of that judge to arrest you. Well, put your hands up. You're under Holy Ghost arrest. The peace officer on today that's wearing the badge of Christ has been given to me to exercise that authority in his name. You're under arrest. The uniform and the protective gear that I'm wearing on this morning. It's the blood of Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit of God exercising the authority to expose the powers of the enemy of your non-compliance to the will and the peace of God's righteousness. You're under arrest. You've fallen. And God is saying, yes, you can get up. Get up again. You're his disciple. The demon that tried to destroy you and your honor and your faithfulness. The demon that he sent you through other people to to put in little small drops. That bucket is overflowing. That's put in little small things of jealousy and envy. It's got to go in the name of Jesus. In order for you to preach the kingdom of God, in order for you to heal the sick, according to Luke 9, 1 and 2, God says, be ye healed. By the stripes of Jesus, you're already healed. 
the great commission that God gave the 11th, he's given to you. You've been appointed by Jesus. Now you need to worship God in spirit and in truth. You need to walk in the authority that God has given you. You even have the authority to be loyal, my God. You even have the authority to be faithful, my God. You even have the authority to respect, my God. You even have the authority to walk in honor. See, those aren't the things that many of you think about when you think about the power and the authority that God has given us. Help me on today, God. But God wants you to glean your very assignment from him, the imparting of the power to be faithful, power to be respectful, the power to honor personally and corporately. It's just a test. God wants you to see how the enemy has crept in amongst the very elect. God wants you to see how much he loves you. God wants you to see how he's correcting you in private. So that he can praise you in public. You're walking, living epistle, red of men. And he's giving you the power and authority to preach. Your conversation preaching. Some of us, even the clothes we wear preach. Some of us, even the very way that we respect and honor one another, preach. Why did I say some? Because some, that's not your struggle. Some, you give honor. Some, you give respect. Some, loyalty is not the lesson for you. But some, this is your lesson. Repent. Ask God for forgiveness. Let God know that you want to be clothed, fully clothed with his wisdom, with his faithfulness, because you don't want the refuge that he has given you to fail you. Because see, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And they will say of the Lord that he is their refuge and their fortress. See, their strength and being covered by the blood of Jesus. Their strength in proclaiming the good news, the kingdom of God. Their strength and standing with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Their strength in knowing that the peace of God surpasses all understanding. 
their strength and knowing that the joy of the Lord is our strength. But let me tell you, God had shown me a long time ago how although he can assign you to people, you have to remember they're assigned to you as well. And as the little foxes spoil the vine, they're sent to destroy you. For the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But I, talking about Jesus, has come that you may have life and that more abundantly. So although you're assigned to certain people, the enemy wants to creep in and devour you. Many of us, many of us are John. Many of us are John the Baptist. Many of us are David. Many of us are Moses. We're still hidden on the rock instead of speaking to you. Many of us are Davids that have been assigned to cover and protect the land. Many of us have been assigned that spouse, that significant other, that we keep saying, God, they this, they that. God is saying, yes. It does look greener on the other side. But once you get to the other side and you're in that reprobate state, you're going to see that you may not have time to come back. See, many of us talk about people being saved at the 11th hour, and that's so very true. But how many aren't making it back in that 11th hour? When we learn how to allow our honor, our faithfulness, and our loyalty to one another and to our leaders to align to how we treat God, we learn that it's just a test. How many of you have taken test to test to hone into the skills and your talent that now you're a subject matter expert on? Well, this is a test. And God is allowing people and things to test your faithfulness, to test your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. What do you do? When the very people close to you dishonor you, what do you do when the very people close to you disrespect you? What do you do when the very people close to you have known and unknown jealousy towards you? What do you do when the people close to you don't trust you? Acknowledge those things and you pray. 
The world says, when you see something, say something. God says, when you see something, pray about it. The sexual weather prayers of the righteous avail us much. Pray according to the wisdom of God. The world wants you to pray according to your own intellect. The world wants you to pray according to what they say you should pray about. But I compel you this day that you hear this message. Pray about God is giving you to pray about. When you're taking on the counsel of people that aren't saved, and people that you are supposed to be leading? Who's the follower and who's the leader? I'll say it for you. Ouch. I have learned that many times I don't understand why God tells me to do something, but I do it because of my loyalty for the call. He qualifies those he calls. He qualifies those he sends. We don't qualify ourselves. We don't qualify God. So why do we think we know more than our leaders? Because we forget that God is yet perfecting them. We forget that God has clothed them with his protective honor and honor. We forget that they're put in that position because God put them there. Many of us have problems respecting our own supervisors on our job. I remember when God would tell me to pray for um, some supervisors that I had. And at first, I didn't want to pray for him. And in the end, I had to learn the honor that he had bestowed upon me to be able to pray for them. In their end, he showed me that I put you there so that I could work on you. But in some cases, he had to remove the candlestick and send me somewhere else. Minister Sylvia has said to me, um, God's going to show them what they had in you and what they lost. And she had said that many years ago. I was working with this group of people that they just didn't like me because I was a woman. I was prior service in a different service that they were in and because of my skin color. Minister Sylvia was also assigned to protect me in a neighborhood where I was too light to be black, yet too dark to be white. See, that was an assignment that God had given her and that he had given me. Now, the enemy of our soul would like for her to think that that assignment is over, but it's only just beginning. 
the same due diligence that God gave her in the neighborhood has been expanded globally to the world. So when Minister Sylvia has an option or even a desire to work against the prick, or as they would say, would even uh, have ill feelings, if she did, I'm not saying that she has, towards me, it's the enemy putting little things of doubt or division or strife that's going to cause the bucket to run over. Now let's talk about me. When the enemy may try to show me things about Minister Sylvia, it's important that I pray. It's important that I pray for me. It's important that I understand the little things of division that the enemy is trying to plant because of the power of Smile 3 To destroy something means to abort it, to cause it to cease to exist. So whether I have a significant other or a so-called friend or different people that would try to say or do things to make me think ill towards Minister Sylvia, I have to, if it happens, say to God, what was that all about? Why am I using her and I as examples? Because. The things that the enemy is doing right now in the White House, in the world, he's doing even in ministries and churches. And to sow discord is something that the enemy tries to do when, as my cousin will call us, the three Charlie's angels, Lula and Hughie's angels, and the enemy would do it when he would tell Sarah's relatives to tell me I wasn't my father's child. Or he would do it when he would um, try to get us to fight against one another. And my parents made it where we couldn't talk about each other. We had to talk about each other's friends. It's the same thing on this side. The enemy tries to so discord, and what I love about it is that God teaches us to pray. Not to listen to the, the whatever, but to pray. And so as God is teaching us to pray for one another, he used my niece on yesterday. She was taking a poll to get different answers. So I was led to be strong about what I was giving her my opinion. She asked for my opinion. So that's the first thing I want to put out there. She asked us for our opinion. She didn't ask us for uh, anything else other than our opinion and what we should do. And my nephew was saying she should do something else. And so God 
just had me just banging and banging. And in the background, I was laughing because I was like, okay, God, this is crazy. Uh, but I didn't know what he was doing, so I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And then in the end, I came back and said, this person said this. I said this. And now other people are saying stuff on Facebook and different stuff. I said, so now your poll has been completed. Well, somebody decided to correct her in public, and God let me know that's what I'm talking about. The little things like that can cause a problem, but what I love that my niece did is she said she was looking at the person cross-eyed because that's just them. That's just how they do. But as a leader, I can't do that. So although I may say something to someone and they don't want to hear it, it's, it's irrelevant. God told me to say it, so I do it. So what God is trying to get us to know is that the grass is not greener on the other side. We accept people for their, their faults because none of us are perfect. God is yet perfecting us. If you're with a person that lies, you knew they were a liar when you got with them, and God is using you to help them to stop being a liar. If you're with a person and they're not dependable, God is going to use you so that they'll learn how to be faithful and dependable. So one of the hard things that is that our yes is natural and supernatural. So if you don't understand your assignment, my mother understood her assignment with my dad. I didn't. I oftentimes asked her about it as a young child. But as I got older, I saw her assignment come to fruition on my dad's deathbed. He accepted the Lord and Savior, what my mom had prayed for. What's your assignment? Who is your son? Remember, your testimony is tied to the transformation work and the perfecting that God is doing in your life. And God's going to keep driving out these evil spirits that don't want you to understand that you have the power and the authority over your faithfulness, over your loyalty, over your respect over your honor, over your love, over your this, that, here, then. Walk in the power, authority that God has given you. Because, see, the good news, the great commission is being preached everywhere you go and within everything that you do or say. So let's start allowing our behavior and our attitudes to line up with what God has called us to do. So this, too, shall pass, meaning that we need the wisdom of God in all that we do and say. And if we're trying to do anything without that, we won't have the mind of Christ. Moral of this message 
message of this message. We need to have the mind of Christ so that we can pray according to the God-given prayer that God has given us so that we can walk in the power and the authority that God has given us from our head to our toe, from the inside out. Let's make sure that everything that we do, as Minister Sylvia likes to say, God, what do you say? And now let's take it a little further. God, I'm going to obey what you say because I accept what you allow. Some of us are asking the right questions, but we're not responding in the right way. Minister Sylvia, that's all I have. Thank you, Lord, for the word on today. I thank you for just the information, a testimony that the woman of God shared with us because a lot of us have to remember we only use ourselves as testimonies because how they say that's a true story and I approve of that message. I thank God for the woman of God giving us information concerning her life and what she dealt with what God had her to deal with. And like she said, I told her, people are going to understand the gift they had in you when God moved you, even with our family. I I say every day that the woman of God is a gift. She's to be appreciated and not tolerated. The word, God, the word of God said, if you pour a prophet a glass of water, you will reap a prophet's reward. You know, so I believe in pouring an apostle a glass of water, the pastor a glass of water, especially when I know that they're walking in God's word. Now, I didn't say they were perfect because a true man and woman of God will say to you in a minute, I, you know, I come back and say, I'm sorry, I misunderstood, I'm sorry, I, I took it the wrong way or Whatever it is, but they, God will ponder at their heart until they tell you that they're sorry because one thing they are is led to bring people to the body of Christ and not run them away. So we as people have to just accept what God has given us and the different men and women of God, and we must pray for them day and night because they are human too. So I'm going to just ask at this time, is there anyone on the blog talk radio that would have a, a time, would like to take time to make a comment on today? The lines are open if you would like to. Go ahead. Okay, well, I assume people are either driving to church or listening while they're on their way to church or getting ready for church, I hope, or at work or whatever. But I thank God for this program, Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron. I thank God for every Sunday morning we can start our day off with the word. For those that are in the homes, hospitals, nursing homes, jail work or wherever that they cannot get out and go to a physical church. I thank God for this program. 
that you can listen to it over and over in the archives. You can go back and you can pull it up. I thank God for that. I thank God for the desire to want to not just hear the program, but to be a part of the program. Every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I thank God for this program for Monday night. Each Monday of the month, we have a different speaker. And if they can't make it because of prior obligations, then God will have us to step in. And I thank God for the desire, the spirit of the heart of wanting to make sure that his word get out. Not our will, God, but your will. I thank God for Monday night services at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I thank God for what he's doing on Friday to make sure that I stay faithful and keep my word to him. When I say God, I say yes. Me and Apostle had agreed that I would take the program back on Friday because the man of God has, uh, the prophet Antoine Thomas has been changed hours on his job, but they have him working. So until we can split the Fridays again, I would take the Fridays back um, to bring forth the word. Now let God touches my heart to share Fridays with someone or pass it to someone for to bring forth the word. That's on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But again, I just want to say Blog Talk Radio is a worldwide web station, radio station. It is anointed and is appointed by God. It's not a mistake. It's not a happenstance. It's not something that just happened overnight. But to my understanding, this program has been going on since the early 2020s. Well, 20,000, put it like that. I, I believe it was maybe 2,000, if not longer. So it's not that some just started. The Smile 3 is older than some of our children, <laughs> our grandchildren. So we just want to say God words stands forever, and we thank him for that. We thank him for a fresh word every Sunday morning to start our day and our week off. So just know this, this summer has come upon us as we're getting ready to go out here and celebrate the world. Let's not forget to celebrate God before we leave our we first get up. Give him his glory, his honor, his praise, and his thanks when we wake up. As we go through the day, like you stop to have lunch, stop by to say, God, I thank you. I just wanted to stop by and give you a little glory, to give you a little honor, give you a little love, God. I stop by to say, God, I love you. When you're going on your way home and you get home from wherever it is, you're coming from work, store, whatever, when you get in the house, stop and say, God, thank you for your deliverance. You said, I'm, you blessed my going in, you blessed my coming out. You bless me every day and every time I turn around, you keep on blessing me. Let's not stop taking time out to give God what he needs. He needs to know his people are still 
desiring him, still wanting him, still keeping a word to him. Oh, he sees it before we say anything, but he wants to make sure that you know that he knows because you spoke it out of your mouth saying, God, not my will, but your will. I want you all to know that this Monday, tomorrow night, will be our very own pastor servant, Troy Thomas. I'm going to put it up on my Facebook page so you all can see it. And I want you all to know that we will be ready to bring forth the word at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And with that being said, know this, we love you all with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. Amen. Amen. Have a good day. Bye-bye.